You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hi, welcome to Culturally Determined on Blogging Heads TV. I'm your host, Arya Cohen-Wade, and my guest today is Laura Goldberg. Laura, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Laura Goldberg. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've lived here for nine years. Um, I've moved around quite a bit and in each place done a lot of online dating. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about um, some things that come up being an experienced user of the medium. Uh, Well, thank you for coming on. So this episode is... um... Uh, began at your uh, suggestion, and you, so you're a Blogging Heads uh, viewer, listener, fan, and uh, we've been in contact a little bit um, recently, and you suggested uh, doing an episode uh, about online dating, and I said, uh, that sounds like a fun idea. So there's, I, I did a previous episode that we'll link to, you don't need to have watched the previous episode, um, with a, a woman who goes by the pseudonym uh, Default Friend, and she had a critique of dating apps. And, um, and so you saw that episode and then I guess I had mentioned something about, uh, the, the particular photos that people post on dating apps, uh, regarding, um, like the travels around the world that they've done and how there's kind of like similarities and themes that appear within that. Uh, and the recent episode I did with Katrina Gulver. So I think maybe that was what spurred you to, to reach out. But yeah, you, you, uh, posited that you are kind of like a, you know, a dating app, uh, veteran or, uh, you know, you, you have a lot more experience than, me or default friend or other people. And so you have a, a number of thoughts about, um, I do. about dating apps. So I guess to begin, you, you said you, so you've been using, you've been part of this world since before they were apps, right? When it was yes. just, just, uh, like online, you know, web browser based da- dating websites and stuff. Yeah. So that started, I think with OkCupid. I know match.com was advertising probably in the late nineties, maybe. I don't know when they started, but. The first one I like logged into was OkCupid and they used to have quizzes. So I think even in high school, my friends and I were taking quizzes and seeing what we got. Yeah, I remember that. And then maybe towards my later years of college and my first attempt at grad school, I was on there trying to meet people. That was when I lived in Philadelphia. So that was a website. You could fill out a pretty substantial profile You could also answer questions that they would use with an algorithm to determine compatibility. And you could compare your answers to potential dates answers and, you know, think about how well you might get along based on those. I think that was um, a little more in depth, a little more helpful than just swiping. Mm -hmm. I also have met people on Craigslist, like back when they had personals. Oh, wow. And you had to, like, write out a whole, you know, you just had to write out a personal ad. Um, and weren't those weren't those sections removed because there was, like, prostitution happening on there or, or something along those lines? I think so. And it's been a few years now. They've been gone for a while. But that was a different way of meeting people mm-hmm. as well. And then now even OkCupid, Match, you know, the sites that were originally full-on websites are just apps that you swipe on. I mean, I haven't used OkCupid in a few years, but I think, you know, the first feature of either of those that pops up when you open it is the swipe aspect. Mm-hmm. So browsing, which was a little different, you could check that you wanted to be, that you were looking for like friends, 
friends with benefits, casual dating, serious dating, activity partners. You could select as many or as few of those as you wanted, whereas now Bumble does have the friend feature, but it's friends or dating. You don't use them concurrently. Right. And I've met friends. I've met friends I've had for years on OkCupid. Yeah, so, okay, so it's, so I guess in the, in the original iteration of these things, maybe especially Match.com, which was, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was like started by uh, someone with a kind of a Christian perspective, and it was, it was, because uh, I, I think originally they didn't, they didn't have like a gay section, a, you know, a gay or lesbian section, because they, they didn't believe that. I think eventually they gave in on, on that one, but it was kind of like, you know, will like you put, input your uh, you know twenty nine different personality like variables, and we'll like find perfect matches for you based on like our patented algorithm. Well, eHarmony did that. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. Maybe I'm thinking of eHarmony. And then there are ones that have gone by the wayside, like Chemistry.com, that got eaten up by Match or eHarmony at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, that was personality based too. Mm-hmm. And then there are other, like, niche ones, like J-Date. <laughs> There's no one on J-Date in Utah, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so there's J-Date. Isn't there one called Christian Mingle? Like, there's, there's explicitly yeah, kind of, like, religious one. ones. I assume there's ones for other possible, like, affinity groups or categories or identity categories or something. And, um, okay, but then, so then, I mean, so, okay, so... And again, correct me if I'm wrong. So the changes were, you know, uh, the iPhone made, you know, introduced the modern smartphone. And um, so you have a computer in your pocket. And then Grindr uh, was created as a um, gay male hookup app. And I think, you know, I think I actually said this in the other episode without knowing the answer. And I didn't look it up. I think Tinder grew out of Grindr. Um and that's why the names are somewhat Possibly. similar, but, but I, could, I could be wrong about that. But, like, the ethos yeah. was more towards hooking up than, like, finding, um, you know, a, lo- a long-term partner or marriage. But, you know, because, like, uh, gay marriage wasn't legal when, you know, Grindr first came out. Yeah, I know gay friends who have met lifelong partners on Grindr. And on Tinder, I mean, it's had this reputation for years of being a hookup app. But... You go on there, there's plenty of people on there who have written in their profile, you know, looking for something serious or, you know, not not hookups only or something like that. Yeah. So I would say, look, looking at the people who I see in the you know greater New York City area, the most common like phrases are no hookups, no one night stands, no friends with benefits. Um, that's pretty that's pretty common, like like especially on Tinder like maybe over half of the women who have anything in their profile have something like that. So it makes me think like, one, there must be a lot of guys out there who, if they don't see no hookups, they're like messaging women and just being like, Hey, you want to hook up tonight? And then the women yeah. are not interested in that. So they put in the profile. Um, but yeah, it, it's gone beyond just like, yeah, it, it's not, it, it's, it's more hook up even the other apps, I think, but it's, it's not, you know, it, the people on it don't want, don't want to use it, use it that way only. Yeah, the last message I got on Tinder was, want to have lunch or a heavy makeout sesh? You're hot. And I'm like, no, (laughs) unmatch. You do not go straight for that. Uh 
you don't even go straight to do you want to have lunch you go you should be starting with like hey you know i saw this picture you had up where was that taken like ask a question yeah especially during especially during a, a viral pandemic i would say um uh you know if this if this match didn't yeah. happen during during our you know recent unpleasantness, un- yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, and then I assume okay, so one thing we we wanted to talk about is the different ways that um, men and women use the app, and so like I said, a, there's a lot of women who put something about not wanting hookups, no fuckboys, <laughs> as a phrase I've seen dozens of times, um, which I'm still not sure I know the true meaning of. I think you discussed questions surrounding that i did look it up and i'm like i don't i still don't know yeah it does seem, it, just seems, it seems vague to me um i think the, i mean the fuck boy wants the one the one night stand i think or maybe just wants a long-term friends with benefits thing at the most like they're really just interested in sex and also boy indicates they're kind of like maybe yeah. they live in their parents basement or, or, or something like that like it's kind of a loser uh, <laughs> you know a- appellation um <laughs> but um but yeah so you know what what are the, what are the various, um, you know, the, the sexes looking for? And so very, very rarely do you, do I actually see a woman who says like looking for friends with benefits or looking for one night stands. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty rare. So how often are there men saying I'm looking for like casual sex or whatever? Well, I do think that happens a lot more on Tinder. I tend to open Bumble more than I open Tinder. And on Bumble, I have filtered out people who have selected looking for something casual. Right. Because there are a few options you can check, like something casual relationship. Maybe marriage is an option too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I filtered out the people who do something casual only, um, but they are on there. I've met them. I've had something casual with them. <laughs> well, uh, good for you or... Uh... <laughs> Well, th- at least thank you for sh- for sharing that. Um, okay, so there's somewhat more. I mean, this uh, you know, this is a website uh, created uh, by Robert Wright, and the you know, kind of the basic like, evolutionary psychology 101 would indicate that there are more men out there looking for something casual than there are women out there looking for something casual. I mean, I, I see more women where it's just photos of a woman, but it turns out that actually she's in a committed relationship, and they want a, a third to like join yes. them. I see that more yes. often than seeing a, a single woman who says she wants just to hook up. There are quite a few profiles out there, either one, like I, on my side, I would either get the male partner or the couple in the pictures. And then usually it'll say poly somewhere in there or ethically non-monogamous. Yeah, yeah, E-N-M <laughs> also. I think probably, I'm guessing, okay, so we're also going to talk about some of the geographical and cultural differences. <laughs> probably there are more of that type of person in the greater New York city area than in the greater Salt Lake city area, but, but maybe not. Um, I see it quite a few times. I mean, it's not uncommon and it's an automatic like swipe left for me. I have seen every other aspect of a guy's profile and swiped right. And then gone to message him and like read the very last sentence I missed and seen one of those terms and been like, Oh, Really, <laughs> like I thought this was one I might want to meet. Never mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, and then something you see, something something I see is that women women posting not a unicorn, and so I guess like unicorn is a slang term for the like woman, the rare woman who wants to be involved in a woman woman man 
whatever, like arrangement. And, and so there's women who maybe because they look kind of alternative or because their hair is a weird color or they have piercings or something, they must be getting a lot of solicitation from couples. And so they say, not a unicorn. Um, Wait, and, I had no idea, like, that's, that was never my interpretation of unicorn. I don't think I encounter it, it as much as you do, but maybe I it, yeah. thought of unicorn as, you know, my friends and I talk about how, oh, men on these apps seem to be looking for their unicorn, their perfect woman who's going to check all the boxes and be exactly what they want physically um, and have the right personality. It's like nobody is a unicorn and swiping can make you feel like you're going to find one because if you just swipe enough, you're going to find someone who's that perfect person for you, even though they don't exist for anyone. I did not know that unicorn... (laughs) Unless I'm radically misinterpreting... um... Like the uh, the salience of this term, I mean, it's possible there's like different regional <laughs> slang or something about it, but um, yeah, like like not your unicorn. I mean, that I guess that could play either way if they're thinking like I'm not your you know manic pixie dream girl or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Not yeah, not the. Why would you say not? I'm not your your perfect woman. That does kind of doesn't make a lot of sense uh, if you're trying to lay <laughs> catch someone. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot of polyamory and uh, uh, ethical non monogamy and. Um, and so on happening that I guess is is somewhat running like parallel and occasionally crosses over into the uh, the more mainstream <laughs> where people are just looking for for one partner. Although you know, I, I and I, I feel like I, I I just realized when I was saying oh, there's all these poly people in um, New York, but maybe not in Salt Lake City. Like, of course, like you know, talking about polygamy in its actual state, like it's probably <laughs> happening more in your area, although very rare. Like, I'm not polygamy. aware of any FLDS dating apps, but. <laughs> Um, I mean, there are, like, I've been aware of that population in Salt Lake City that's not religious, but is poly, and um, they're definitely out there on the apps. Um, I'm curious, what else, what other phrases you encounter? Um, Um, So I would say the most, aside from the no hookups, you know, no one night stand stuff. Um, oh, I think your cat just um, joined. Yes, joined the chat. This is this is quarterback. <laughs> um, is um, uh, no Trump supporters. Um, that that's very oh. common around here. Um, I'd say that there are ninety nine no Trump supporters. Trump supporters. You know, um, which which way is, is swipe? Which is the go away swipe? That's the left. I always get confused. Left. Yeah, and, you know, Trump supporters forty five swipe left. To, so there's 99 of those in one someone who's actually a like visible Trump supporter, uh, you know, like putting it out there, um, and you know, but so most people don't have any political content whatsoever. But if they're for, for here, if there is political content, it's definitely anti-Trump. And then over the past couple of months, there's been more Black Lives Matter and that kind of uh, you know uh, uh, ACAB, all cops are bastards, or that or that kind of stuff um, popping up. Uh, and then, well, the other thing is not the phrase exactly, but the other thing that I think is interesting is aside from, so after Trump, uh, you know, get out of here, Trump supporters, um, the main thing that women list is stuff about height and, um, oh. and wanting, um, listing their height and saying they don't want, they only want a man taller than them or just saying, you know, only men above six feet or something like that. Um, and so I guess that that's, I was joking with someone that this is like the last acceptable prejudice 
is is height prejudice because you can't. I mean, maybe some people put it. Yeah. Um. You know, no, no black people or something. Uh. I actually saw a woman who seemed to be um, uh, Latina uh, post no Dominicans uh in <laughs> recently, and and has some sort of like anti-Dominican <laughs> sentiment <laughs> expressed. Um. But you almost never see something like that. But and um, or you know, hair color or even there's not there's nothing about like you need to have a good job. I mean, maybe very occasionally, like good jobs, you know, own a home or anything like that. It's, it's oh, like, height. Height I have is a, the, uh, that one comes up a lot. I see homeowner a lot. Um, I'll, but I, first I want to circle back to, um, the height. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that men who are shorter add at least two inches. Like right. if they say they're five, eight, when I meet them, I can tell they're five six because I'm five six. Mm-hmm. If they say they're five six, I can tell they're five four <laughs> when I meet them because I'm five six. And I'm like, this is something that we can see, like, at like through a first date or a second date, you can probably get away with lying about maybe where you went to school or what type of job you have, but right. like you can't lie about your height right off the bat, <laughs> and. Um, that's just very apparent. But I do see that men write homeowner in their profile quite a bit. And that is not necessarily something I'm attracted to or looking for in a man. You can own a home or not own a home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not like a checkbox. And I think it signals different things to different people, but it could signal responsibility, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um their ability to be a provider, like put a roof over your head. Yeah, from literally. Like, yeah. Your, like their woman, which like I own this place, but I don't put it in my profile. Yeah, I I, I do occasionally see like own my own condo or or or, or, or something like that. Own my own place. It, it, being there's a lot more renters here than there yeah, probably yeah. is in your area. I mean, it, it also if you actually own a house and you're a single man, it does. Maybe indicates like you're ready to have a family because you have all this space that you want to fill, or you're you're anticipating you're anticipating a family someday, um, and so or you have a family because we are no longer young, <laughs> and yeah, maybe maybe you own the home, but your ex and the kids live there, and you're like in the uh, yeah. you know you're renting a studio somewhere. I guess that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I often have to remind myself that people who are in their mid thirties might have like ten year old kids, and that's normal for a lot of people right um not not me but or 12 year old cats in my case <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know you um yeah so i think um people seem to be pretty upfront about having kids uh if, you know if they do have kids I'll often say you know mom to the best little girl in the world or something or something like that um which is which is always kind of sweet um and i yeah i wonder if if men are somewhat maybe would play it's somewhat cagier about, about that, I don't that kind think of thing. So I see so many profiles from men saying they're single dads or have their kids half the time, mm-hmm. have all of their pictures with their kids. Um, and I, sometimes I see the single dads, like, and I wonder what happened to those women. <laughs> There's so many things. <laughs> Like when I see a single dad, I'm like, oh geez, like the the mom's just not in the picture at all. What uh-huh. happened? Similarly, other things that spark questions are, 
like all the travel pictures. How do you have time to do this? How do you have the money to travel this much? Go all these places. Um, so where, I, where, where, are the, where are the travel destinations that you've noticed the most that like people post photos of? Um, Machu Picchu's big, Paris. Um, I saw someone who had the Matterhorn and several pictures from Australia the other day. Um, probably destinations I couldn't quite put my finger on. Just like market in a South Asian country, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seattle gum wall I see a lot. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, maybe we get it a lot more out west. I don't really know either. There's a wall in Seattle that has like chewed gum all over it. Oh, people like like stick their gum onto it. Yeah, that's that's kind of gross. And no, it's I like don't a th- if I saw, destination. If, if I saw that, I don't think I recognize it. But I guess Seattle is probably more of a draw when you're living in uh, <laughs> in Utah than yeah. than maybe in other parts of the country. Yeah. So I mentioned this previous episode. Um, Machu Picchu, very very common. Um, the uh, either the Eiffel Tower or the uh, Ayanpe Pyramid at the Louvre. When, as, as I mentioned, the women are often pinching the top of it, um, uh, you know, through, through like a forced perspective joke. And um, and then you know, uh, what else? Uh, there, there's there's somewhere that I guess is in Japan. It's like the, it's like the road to a temple that has all these orange like pieces of wood. Do you ever see this one? I'm not exactly sure what it is, but but there's a lot of people who go and visit visit here. You know, Great Wall of China. That's fairly yeah, common. Um, and yeah, well, yeah. So okay, so but these these are kind of like, you know, maybe 30 years ago, the, like these would have been the same sort of big like places that people would want to take a picture because it's iconic or something. There's not a lot of Leaning Tower of Pisa, as I mentioned. The, uh, the <laughs> pinching pinching the top of the um, of the pyramid has has replaced Leaning Tower of Pisa for like the gag. Photograph. I don't know if yeah. it's just so played out in the culture that people don't want to seem super basic by by posting that that, that photo. But um, but yeah, a lot of it. So it's mostly here. It's mostly international travel. I haven't noticed a ton of you know people aren't posing with like the Liberty Bell or something, or maybe some no, Grand Canyon. But um, it, it's mostly it's mostly international travel around here. So around here, you get action sports. So like I live here because I ski. Mm-hmm. And it is important to me to have a partner who skis. That would be preferable. Um, but sometimes it's like five ski pictures. And when you're skiing, you can't tell what a person looks like. You can tell if, like, if that's all they're showing. What else do you do? Um, whenever someone has all of the same kind of picture, I'm like, what else do you do? Right. <laughs> but we also get like mountain bikers here. Um, rock climbing is huge. Um, hiking. Everyone has pictures with their dogs on a hike. Um, yeah. So. so yeah, here definitely a lot, a lot of hiking. Um, you know, rock climbing either at a rock climbing gym or some sort of like actual rock climbing thing, or the you know what do you, I don't know what you call it exactly like rock climbing on ice, like where they have like the pickaxes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like what? But the, so and then yeah, a lot of skiing. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a lot of outdoor stuff. But then also a lot, of, a ton of beach, like beach photos, also, which is also like a way to show off. We don't know, get that. Not sure. wearing very many clothes. <laughs> um, but if to me, it's almost like as someone. So I've actually I've never skied in my life, and so especially if someone is doing like what seems like some sort of extreme sport that's very that's like dangerous that has holds no appeal to me at all, then that's like a 
you know, that's a, that's a strike one kind of, kind of thing. Cause I, I would never go, you know, ice climbing or in, in the Arctic. That's just not who I am. And so if that's the kind of thing you want to do, you know, it's probably not going to work out between us. And people who have all of those types of pictures might in their bio write, can you keep up? And it's almost like this challenge. Like they're trying to say to me, I've never found a woman who can keep up with me yet. Mm-hmm. Will I find someone by showing her all these pictures? I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So what are, the, what are some other, okay. What are some things that you see that men post on their profiles and then maybe we can move beyond the profile part that you're like, this is a red flag. Um, yeah. If you don't look like your photos, you're buying drinks until you do. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard that. Um, some will say, we'll, like, we'll lie about how we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need you to do that. Like, it's 2020. Nobody's lying about how they met online anymore. Um, my friend brought up sapiosexual. Yes, that's, I see that a lot also. I wouldn't consider that a automatic dismissal, but it is a little bit of No, like... <laughs> but it's a little pretentious. So, so, so for people who don't know, sapiosexual is kind of this term, fairly recent term, created to describe people who are attracted to intelligence. Is that how you would uh, I, describe it? That's how I understand it. Um, fluent in sarcasm is another one. Yes. That's, um, very, yeah, that's very common. People who... I always find it interesting when people write tattoos or tattooed or like into tattoos and I'm like well I can probably tell that by your pictures you don't need to write it I have tattoos and it's not like a major part of my identity I need to write down for someone to read Um, and lastly I'll say the string of emoji Mm -hmm. like it's just airplane mountain bike like just emojis sometimes they go on for like lines and lines yeah i find that very annoying also because maybe people in their 20s or something who like grew up with emojis can just glance at it and understand it in the way that you and i understand written english but um but like it takes too long to like decipher like you know is that the boat emoji or 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 what exactly and so um and does that mean you own a boat you like going on boats right i don't know and one more um is the pro-con list, where the cons include not insert name of hot celebrity, like not Brad Pitt, not Zach Efron. And I'm like, I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect to meet guys like them. And so what, but would the pros be like good sense of humor or something? Like what, what are the, they're also like bragging on themselves in some way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a, a pro that I've been like really turned off by, but like I'm, I've seen enough cons of not being a celebrity where I'm like, that was funny the first time, but I've been doing this too long now. You're not unique. Yeah. I don't think I, that, that must be a regional one. I don't think I've, I've seen that one here. Um, but the, so the other, so other ones that for me are, I don't know the way, I mean, this is somewhat craven, but the way I, I so, and we'll talk about how maybe swiping is different than it, than like the original iteration of this where you're like clicking or something and you can dismiss people or cycle through a bunch of people quickly. But like, it, you know, it's kind of like if there's two like red flags, then it's just like move on. And so 
um, you know, uh, people like, so people seem really into Christmas. I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm not into Christmas at all. Like if you're, you know, if you're really into Christmas and that's, that's a red flag or, you know, if you wear a cross or something, we're probably not going to be a good match. But then, um, uh, you know, people who are really into golfing also, I think golfing's really dumb, but so oh, stuff, yeah. like, there's stuff like that. But the, the one that's, I think my only, uh, 100% red flag is anyone who's holding a gun or is that like a, a rifle range or a shooting range or something? Oh. Like I'm just, I'm sure that, so that this must be, well, this must be different. In your area, I would guess, so maybe not. I mean, you you see it sometimes. Maybe it's just like for some people, you know, going to like the shooting range is just another activity, like playing, you know, going to the driving range, you know, uh, the hits of balls or something. But uh, since I really don't like guns, um, you know, people who are yeah. comfortable with that, we're probably not going to be a good match. Um, I agree. I would just think there would be a lot more of that here than near New York. So you don't see that that often. No, I do, but I would think you wouldn't. Yeah, there's some. I mean, it's not a ton. There's there's some. It might be people traveling around to or doing on vacation or something. Um, but you know, there must be not. I'm sure there's gun ranges. Gun ranges somewhere in the greater New York area uh, that people go to. Um, okay. Well, do you wanna do you wanna talk about swiping and and? Yeah, sure. Uh, but first, I want to ask you: Do you see a lot of women posing in or with their car, or on or with their motorcycle? <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so people, most people in this age range who live in New York City don't own a car. So so that's probably why I don't, but I'm guessing there's fewer women in general who are posing on a car. Maybe that's somewhat like bragging about being a homeowner or something. It's like, uh, you know, it, it, showing off your, you know, how much you can spend money on on something. Um, yeah, so I don't, you don't yeah, see that a lot. a lot. You actually, something that is very common is uh, pictures taken on boats um, and... Yeah, that's, you know, uh, drinking beer in a bikini on a boat. Like, you know, that's like, you know, one on ten photographs or something. Um, so, you know, you don't need to be super wealthy to have access to a boat around here. But, um, but I guess that's, you know, indicates something <laughs> about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, owned, I've never owned a boat. So, um, so I'm not, <laughs> not part of that lifestyle. I'm not a beautiful boater. Um, but maybe someday. Yeah, um, well, you're landlocked, so... <laughs> we have reservoirs, not even lakes, reservoirs. But... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a marina within walking distance of where I am in Jersey City right now. Um, and, yeah, I guess it's, like, a lifestyle thing and a kind of bragging about some level of affluence. I mean, another thing would be, like, um, a rooftop pool in Manhattan or something that maybe only, like, that's some sort of exclusive club or something people have access to, and so it's a really cool shot because... You know, you can see the Empire State Building in the back in the background, but they're, uh, you know, in a pool in a bikini, and yeah. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of a lot of beach, um, a lot of beach photos uh, as well, and yeah, people 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 here love the beach. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I don't, but that's why I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't particularly mm-hmm. either. Um, I mean, I'll go. I've always joked that it's too sandy for me. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, let's let's talk about swiping. And kind of the psychology of swiping. And I mean, I think I said this in the previous episode. It's like you're given a seemingly infinite number of, um, people. And, and so if you don't like the person, you can swipe away. And then if like you match with them and you, they bore you after a couple interactions, then you just start swiping again. And then even if you like meet them in person and have a relationship, you still have like the, this idea that there's, hundreds of thousands of other potential people in your phone mm-hmm. who could be better than this person. 
And I compared it before to when you're trying to decide what to watch on Netflix and you start watching something and it's like 10 minutes into it, you're kind of bored and you're like, you know that there's something else out there that's better than this. And, you know, should you stick with it or should you jump back into the pool of, of options and, and just, and choosing. Um, so it, it's definitely strange and it's, it's something novel in terms of human history that, cause, you know, we were, uh, you know, but we evolved in a place where there would be like a couple dozen uh, possible suitors at most. And through most of modern history, it would be, you know, it, it was it wasn't like you you had access to uh, tens of thousands of women, at least hypothetical access to them. Like that was you know Hugh Hefner had that or something, but but real people didn't. Um, yeah, sometimes I think about populations that have more restricted um, environments in which to meet people. Like here in Utah, it's everyone's local singles ward, which is where single LDS members go to meet other single LDS members. But you you are not a member of the LDS church because that isn't clear by your name. I'm originally from Cleveland and my menorah is behind me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think, oh, it must be so much simpler for them because they just know they have this finite pool and I can always keep swiping or I can meet a guy and think, Oh good. I met someone and the guy thinks, but I want to keep swiping. Um, I also think it's people who haven't done much online dating might have a perception of it. Um, like, Oh, you just get on. And because you, there's so many people, you can just be constantly meeting people. But I think there are quite a few sort of barriers to entry. So first you have to match. Like I have to swipe right and the guy has to swipe right. Then if it's Bumble, I have to message first um, within 24 hours. Then within 24 hours, they have to message back. Then we have to have a conversation via text that is interesting enough to make one of us want to meet each other. And like every step along the way, you could drop out or the other person could drop out. And so of all the swipes I take, you know, very few of them um, result in actually meeting someone. Right. Um, One thing I like about Bumble is that extend feature. Like when a guy extends me and gives me 24 more hours to message him, I know he must really want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's helpful. Yeah. So yes, I've heard. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I've heard like of guys just swiping right on every girl, and then when they match, that's when they filter out. Whereas women swipe left on almost every guy. I don't know how many swipes you take in either direction, but yeah, and that would align with the evolutionary psychology stuff. Once again, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so it, it, just to, for people who are somehow listening to this, even if they have no basic knowledge of <laughs> online dating, we maybe should have explained this. So, um, so okay, so all these apps are free, uh, at least the, the main, the big ones, and then on you know on Tinder, it's um, you know both people swiped. Uh, right, and so they mash, and then it gives you the option to talk to each other. Um, Bumble is supposed to the the main difference is like 
the the woman has to go first, and so uh, if there's a match, then the woman has to um, text with or initiate the conversation within 24 hours, and then the man has 24 hours to respond, and then it's like a permanent match. Or like you said, there's there's an extend thing um, that you can do, and um, and I, I guess some people kind of see that as like, oh, you actually are interested because of the people who are swiping right at right at everyone. Um, the third major app is Hinge, um, which is, um, you see, you, uh, at least I believe you see every person who, you know, liked you, um, who like app- approved your profile and then you can either dismiss it or, um, or accept it, but it's different than, it's different than, um, Tinder because at Tinder you don't actually know that they were matched beforehand. And so sometimes, like, you're just swiping along and it gives you a message like, you just missed a match. And then you're kind of like, well, yeah. it's kind and of a weird, swiping. yeah, it's a weird thing because like, well, was that, you know, was that my soulmate that, that just, uh, drifted by that I somehow, uh, swiped the wrong way? But, um, and then there's, there do, there do see, there's some cultural differences between the different apps, uh, where, as we said, Tinder is more towards the hookup end of things. And Hinge is at least in its marketing is like, we want you to delete this app. We want you to like find a match and then you won't be on this app anymore. Do they really want that? Then no one would, you know, they wouldn't make any money if, ever, if it all worked out. So it's a, we should be somewhat skeptical, but it, it tends to be, um, it, it, it tends to be here people who, who are more professional, more, um, you know, have a, have a college education or a graduate degree or something than, than Tinder, which is, I don't know. There's more people from different uh, socioeconomic classes yeah. all, all, all mixed together. I've never used Hinge. I think it got to the point where um, I'm like, how many apps do I have to have? Especially in a city this size where like I've lived here a while. I can, I can swipe through and see people who I know I've seen on some app in the last five years mm-hmm. again or seen several times. I'm sure there are guys in Salt Lake who have seen me many times over and what, you know, we wondered, Oh, she's back. Well, you or- know, there, there's this way, there was a funny article that came out about a year ago. That was about the people who, the people, it was focusing only on men, but the people who game the system so that their po- profile is always coming up. And there was this one t- notorious guy who was known as like the kitchen, oh, kitchen counter guy. Yes. I read that. And so he, I think, I think basically it's just like, if you delete the app and then reinstall it, um, then Tinder gives you like a, a, a introductory boost to get you hooked and think that you're always going to be getting all these matches. So it like shows your profile more often. And so if you keep on doing this, you get, you get shown a lot. <laughs> and, um, and the joke was that this guy had this like luxurious looking kitchen and he was always mm-hmm. posing in front of like his granite countertops. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what it's called. The granite countertop guy. And, and there were women who were like, you know, I don't like him, but look at those countertops, supposedly. Um, but actually, but the second joke was that he actually didn't live in New York City. He lived in Jersey City uh, because you can't afford a kitchen like that <laughs> in Manhattan, um, you know, when you're like 28 years old. Um, mm-hmm. so, there, so there is that kind of thing of that. I've noticed women who are, are, are gaming it somehow because they pop up every <laughs> every couple of days um, do, doing the same thing. So, yeah, so there's people who are trying to like hack the <laughs> hack the system. Yeah. To some extent, although it, it, I don't know, it makes one question like what they're actually looking for if uh, if they're going to if they're like using underhanded means to uh, just get their face up there more and more. But the, the the thing about Hinge, I think that I like is it removes some of the like 
like gamification aspect of it, like that you need to just by chance match each other or that you need to be looking at your phone every 24 hours to be checking if a woman sent you a message or something. And then if you like missed it, maybe because like, mm-hmm. you know, if you got hit by a truck and you're in the hospital, and then the, you know, the woman messaged you, but you didn't respond within 24 hours, it evaporates. Um, so hinge, I think, you know, shows you, shows you your matches and lets you approve, disapprove them without this kind of like, you know, game aspect to it. But, and then all these, all these apps have like a premium tier that gives you more options or with Tinder, it lets you see your matches instead of having to be like mysterious and, um, you just needing like chance to match or not. And, and, and so, and so on. So that, so that's how they, maybe the, the you know, the, the original like eHarmony, you would like pay $45 to get your algorithmic match. Whereas here it's, it's like, the same thing as like Candy Crush or something. Like the people who use it a lot yeah. are are subsidizing uh, subsidizing the free users. You always wonder how many people on Tinder are paying or Bumble are paying because there's sites like Match where you can't even like reply to a message unless you pay. So I'm like if you're going to be paying, wouldn't you pay for something where um, something like that that's a little more in depth um, allows a little more um, control once you pay. I don't know. Um, one thing when I think about messaging is this idea that like, it's not cool to message someone. So I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I think this is speaks a little more towards like dating as a whole, not just online dating, but like I remember going out with a guy several years ago I was on OkCupid and he you know, I showed up and he's like, oh, thanks for going out with me. You know, I feel like it's not cool to message. And like my friend, because you were talking about it being a game and gaming the system. Um, my friend said yesterday that online dating can be a game of who can care less. Mm-hmm. Like it's not cool to want to date someone. It's not cool to want a relationship. It's cool to be like, I think for women, the independent cool girl and I don't know what the flip side is for men, but well, okay, like, yeah, this is interesting. But I, this, I, I think this goes back to like, um, you know, the, the this this exists in the offline real world realm of like, you know, if there's a singles bar and there's like a guy going up and hitting on every single girl, it's not like he you know really wants to meet someone. It's like he's just such a fucking loser that that um you know he can't he can't do it otherwise. And so yeah, I think it's uh it, you know. Is it cool to care? I talked about this in another episode recently with this, um, uh, the, uh, 21 Jump Street reboot, um, where they, one of the jokes was that, um, kids today actually do care about things, like the cool kids care about things, like <laughs> environmental justice and issues like that. Yeah, and like, yeah. they're like, they're not bullies, like they care about each other and, and they're like shocked that it's cool to care. Um, but it does seem kind of like like there's a desperation aspect if you're if you're like messaging someone constantly. They, yeah, I think that would be the same if the app didn't exist and you know someone was like calling you up all the time to see how you were doing and you'd be like just you know get away from me and they, they seem like a loser. Yeah, um, I also think I know that episode with Default Friend. She talked about not liking first dates mm-hmm. and it can feel so contrived online. Like, okay, I talked to this guy, we set a time, this is a first date. Whereas if you meet someone in real life, you've probably like seen them at the coffee shop once. 
smiled at them. The second time you said hi and said your name, the third time some, you know, one asked the other out. And like, you've already had several in-person interactions that make it feel less like this is our first date than like, oh good, I finally get to like sit down one-on-one with this person instead of stand in line in a crowded coffee shop or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, it, 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 you know, you, it removes some of the, I don't know, romantic, um, sort of like mystery of, of the other person. I mean, something as, as someone who was, um, uh, you know, in a, in a long relationship and which included marriage that ended last year, um, you know, something where I was like pleasantly surprised by, by the, uh, by the way online like app dating works is like, you know, uh, it's like uh, smiling at someone in, in the coffee house. Like, you know, if if I thought someone was smiling at me in the, in the coffee shop, I'd be like, what, what do I do? Like, I'm, I'm like mortified. <laughs> like, I, do, I, do I talk to him? Like, I, like what if the, I'm a fool? Then, uh, you know, I'd be, uh, so, but everyone, if you're on the app, you at least want to like talk to the people and, <laughs> and uh, meet them and then see where it goes. So it's kind of like, it's more like a singles bar than like a coffee shop or, or something because mm-hmm. everyone is there. Like we're all agreed on what the purpose of this thing is. Um, and there's not like, you know, like I, I, I've never hit on a woman in a coffee shop because, um, both because I was in a relationship for a very long time, but also because I'd be like, like too scared that I would like fuck it up or offend yeah. them or make a fool of myself and have to like flee the, uh, <laughs> flee the scene or something like that. Yeah. But I think, like, I probably wouldn't approach someone I just saw for the first time in a coffee shop. But I think if you have repeated interactions with someone, um, like, maybe you both belong to a gym, and, like, you see this person happens to walk into the gym around the same time you do every Monday. And, like, maybe four Mondays in a row lead up to you saying, oh, let's go get sushi after we work out today. Mm-hmm or something um that's a little more organic (laughs) for us like overused as that word is than um like yes we matched on an app you have a picture skiing i have a picture skiing let's go get a beer Mm um and the pressure to like like is this gonna be awkward every time i leave for like a first internet date and walk out the door, I'm like, okay, walking to the bar, is this going to be awkward? Is this going to be awkward? How much will I have to talk? Will he ask me anything? Will he pay? <laughs> so. Um. Right. Okay. So let's, okay. So let's, let's, this is a good, that, this is a perfect segue to talking about what actually happens when you get off the app and you're being <laughs> someone in real life. So um, it seems like the possible, you know, the range of possible disasters is much higher for a woman who's meeting a man than a man who's meeting a woman because, you know, the, like, highest possible disaster would be, like, the man kills the woman. And whereas, like, the woman's not going to kill the man on the first date. You couldn't possibly imagine the man killing the she woman might. on the first date. <laughs> she might. But, but you know, it, it, it's I, I haven't feared for my life in any, in any yeah. first dates. I got on, mm-hmm. and then I, th- I think men are just generally um, more socially inept and or are more likely to just be like oddball, you know, weirdos who you wouldn't want to really have an extended inter- interaction with. So I, you know, I've I've talked to women who, you know, have like procedures for how to escape a bad um, for, first date, and that seems very common. Or you know, just talking about various disasters, and um, and then I, you know, I I've well, there's I think there's the, of the dates I've caught on to the 
year or so that I've been single, the, there's one where essentially the woman did leave quickly. It was like, I don't exactly know why, but, but there was never where I was like, oh, I need, actually, I have a meeting in the morning that I need to prepare for or, you know, something like that. Like, I never felt like I needed to um, escape because I might get murdered or just it might be a really awful time to stay with this person for another, another couple hours. So, so how, I mean, how do you, how has, how has that worked out for you on these moves to the real I world? I think I've been doing it for so long that, like, I don't have a lot of fear. Like, my fear now isn't, what if he's dangerous? It's what if one of us doesn't have anything to say? Um, the only time I've, I can remember that I've used like an out was, <laughs> oh, this was many years ago. It was okay. Cupid. I remember that. Um, Cause on okay. Cupid, my profile wasn't my name. It didn't say Laura. I had like a handle and, but my name was in my profile. So I had wrote underneath my screen name, like, my name is Laura. And I go to a coffee shop to meet a guy, which now I won't do. I'm done with coffee. I have also filtered out people who don't drink. I'm very supportive of those in recovery, but I don't think I could date someone who doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to go to a bar with whoever I'm with and and share beer. I love beer. Um, so... I went to a coffee shop. This guy sees me, comes up to me, and I'm like, hi, Eric, whatever his name is. I don't know. And he said, hi, what's your name? And I'm like, what's my name? Like, did you not read anything I wrote? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you not read my messages where I signed them Laura at the end every time? And (laughs) Do you you think he actually didn't know your name or maybe that was just like um, nervousness or something? Like he said, like when when someone, someone, like you're you know, uh, going into the movie theater and the guy who rips your ticket says, enjoy the show. And you say, you too. Was it, was it could yeah. have been, uh, something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I thought he really didn't know my name. <laughs> Cause that was like, I, I take things at face value and I'm like, well, I know your name. Mm-hmm. And I had set a alarm on my phone to go off after like 30 minutes or something. And I was like, Oh, that's my reminder. I need to leave now and stop and get milk for my cats on the way home because I'm out of milk and they really love milk, Uh (laughs) (laughs) which is like true. I was out of milk and the cats really wanted milk, (laughs) but like, can they go a night without milk? Yes. (laughs) But I just said that I went across the street to the convenience store, got milk and walked home. Okay. Um, So, so, so no like giant disasters. Um, um, no, just awkward things like that. Yeah. Like there was one guy who we had had a full like s- dinner in Park City on Main Street. So not like the cheapest sushi place there is. And he had said a number of things about who his family was <laughs> that implied to me that he had quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Well, obviously, you can pay for the sushi. Uh huh. And the bill comes, and he's like, "So, split it." Um, I'm like, "That's just so like, why would you talk so much about your money for most of this date, and then do that? Uh-huh. That was so unappealing." And I'm like, "I can't wait to get out of here." That's yeah. That's funny. I think that's I think that's they uh that's a kind of like uh fraught 
area of, you know, still of who, you know, uh, egalitarian norms, <laughs> splitting yeah. men, men and women, splitting the bill, or the man should still take the bill for, you know, old, more old fashioned norms. Um, or I suppose, I mean, do you ever, do you ever offer just to pay, you know, pay for it right off? Um, it depends how it's going. <laughs> like, if it's going well, and I want to, and I'm thinking, like, I would see him again if he's a gentleman, <laughs> then I'll see if he offers to pay. Mm-hmm. If I know I will, if I've, like, made up my mind that I will not go on a second date with the guy, I will say, let's split it. Um, and then I don't feel bad that, like, he paid for me. Right. Um, and I'm sort of sending a message um, that way. I mean, it's not a deal breaker either way, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what? what is... Um, so in this previous episode with <laughs> Default Friend, the uh, <laughs> synonymous uh, writer and Twitter person... Um, she had some critiques of Bumble in particular, and I think there were some things that you disagree with her about. Um, and quarterback, nobody wants to see your butt. Um, <laughs> the cat is making another cameo there. Um, so yeah, so what's what's something that uh, you think well, you disagree with her about? She brought up um, the idea that Bumble gives women a sense of masculine sexuality by putting women like in control of being the initiator and um, to me Bumble's um, like the way Bumble directs women in that way has never been all that empowering to me um, or all that um, sexually directed either so I don't feel like oh because I'm on Bumble I'm like you know, cruising as a straight woman. Uh huh. Um, if anything, it feels just, um, well, it does, having to initiate does, um, make me send more messages on Bumble than I send on Tinder. On Tinder, I match with someone and I'm like, oh, well, he can message me if he wants to. Yeah, that, uh, so uh, <laughs> what I've noticed is that the the tacit assumption seems to be the, the man messages first on Tinder and also, and usually Hinge also. Um, and I mean, that's, that's fine with me, but it is, yeah, it, I mean, it is funny that like forcing the woman to message first when it seems like it's not women's natural inc- inclination to, to message first, but also the, mm-hmm. you know, the, like, bubbles seem to be, like, in some way, a way to avoid, like, total asshole guys or people who are sending dick pics or yeah. harassers or something by, like, they can't initiate and, you know, be, like, you know, just saying something nasty or, or something like that. Yeah, and I've never received, like, a random dick pic, but on both apps, probably more so Tinder, you see a lot of people just putting their Snapchat or Instagram handles. Right. And that'll often be like the only thing they write in their profile. So when I see that, I'm like, okay, this guy might just want to sext and 
no. <laughs> so that's another sort of like red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's I see that fairly often. Um, a fair num- a fair amount on on Bubble also of women putting, and sometimes it's like I don't check messages here. You know, like message me oh, on this yeah. on this other thing, and um, and sometimes it's Snapchat. I don't I don't have Snapchat, so I I don't participate <laughs> in that. But um, and I don't think I've actually messaged any a woman on on Instagram either. But it, it is a little bit strange because it's kind of like the whole the whole thing with the app is like enabling the messaging. It's like you jump through the hoop to enable the messaging, and then if you give mm-hmm. like your Instagram account and it's not a locked account, then I think anyone can message you, and so it's like yeah. just. But they're but then it's like probably they're not interested in most most of the people who would be messaging them. I don't know, or maybe it's just to show off like if they're the kind of person who has like you know global travels and and yeah, you know and all sorts of saying, cool stuff. Then it's just showing look off their at great lifestyle. All my other pictures, but Bumble can link to someone's Instagram, so you can see like the first handful of their Instagram yes, photos. They, they, right they all can. All, all, the big three or whatever. They, oh, they all so. have that I, ability. I don't use Instagram, so. I don't link mine. I do use Snapchat because inside I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's a really great way to post cat pics because mm-hmm. they disappear after 24 hours. So. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody needs to see that many pictures of quarterback and his sister cheerleader who is downstairs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I had it when it first, I don't know, soon after it gained some of the popularity, I installed it, but I only knew a couple people who had it. And so I was just, it was just like the same three people oh. were sending me messages and stuff like that. So I did, I just, yeah. I just deleted so it. So I think, um, like one last thing maybe to touch on would be COVID dating. Yes. So, um, we're yes, as obviously we're in a, a different world than most of these things were intended for. Um, I mean, in some so in some way it seems like this is the apps are ideal for this because uh, you can't be in the coffee shop and kind of like making eyes at, at someone, or you can't at least maybe it's, maybe it's different in different parts of the country. Uh, you can't be inside a bar uh, in New York or New Jersey right now, um, and so the kind of the normal and people aren't. Many of them aren't working. Uh, they're not at the gym. So the normal places where single and ready to mingle people mm-hmm. <laughs> encounter each other are unavailable. And so we have this way where you can still, uh, you know, talk to people or whatever. And, um, yeah, so that's good. Um, but, but then there's, a, you know, there's, there's a, many more. If you actually do have someone you're, you like, then there's all this fraught stuff about, yeah. about actually and- meeting. Bumble does have that option where you can select like, like how are, I don't know what the question is. Like, how are you dating now or something? And it's like socially distanced, socially distanced with mask, virtual. Those are like, I think those are the three options, which is very responsible of them. But like, I'm in Utah. Things here did not ever shut down as much as they shut down on the coasts. And now more things are open Mm -hmm. than were open before. Um, you can't sit at a bar, but you can go to a bar and sit at a table. Um, you can't so, be, you mean you can't be like at the bar itself, yeah. but you can be at a table yeah, that's inside. That's interesting. Yeah. So you can like wear your mask up to the bar, get your drink, take it back to your table, then take your mask off and talk to whomever you're with. I see. And doesn't, so, is it Salt Lake City itself or all of Utah has this strange restriction on going to bars where you need to like be a member or something? No, that's very old. Oh, okay. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> No, that didn't exist when I moved here, and I've lived here nine years. Okay. Um, 
I know it did. Pre- I think previously it did like before the 2002 Olympics. Um, then when they were going to have, you know, the masses descend upon the city, they realized people will want to go to bars without paying a member cover fee. Um, so, yeah, you can go out here. People are doing that. I don't like I can't think of any time I've ever just like met someone at a bar who I then like dated. But like, I can't just if I were to go out to a bar alone, I would sit at the bar and you can't do that. But I could arrange to meet someone at a bar right now. Um, Back in March, I did have a Skype date or two. (laughs) Um, So it's been different. I I look at that um, Bumble option, though, and I'm like, I know this is probably how people are still doing it in some cities, but here, like, there should be an option for, like, actually going out Mm -hmm. (laughs) or would meet you outside or willing to go inside. Right. I mean, obviously, you don't need every option, but people are dating and meeting now. Maybe, like, March and April, it was a little different, but it's it's on the upswing, I think. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think it was only, you know, it was only sustainable for so long of keeping people, like, inside. Um, you know, uh, Hinge actually built, at least I, I I haven't used it, but I've just seen it, that Hinge, like, built a, essentially, like, a little video chat thing into the app. So, like, and then after you've exchanged a couple, you know, like, uh, messages with someone, it like, it pops up being like, do you want to have like a video chat with them right now. Um, and so they know that, that, that this is what people need, but, um, but yeah, so I've done a, yeah, I mean, you know, various, various things are happening. <laughs> um, you know, people still want to get, get with each other. Um, the world must be peopled as Benedict says, in <laughs> much ado about nothing. Um, but yeah, it is, it is strange. And I mean, there's some, so I guess it also just adds another kind of, level of identity to like your, your profile and like because there's, there's be some people who are like if you don't wear a mask you know get out of here mm-hmm. or you know or they say in their profile I'll, I'll, i'd be up for you know meet, meeting mass and distance or something um i haven't seen any like mask deniers among the um <laughs> you know women in their uh, 30s who are uh on these apps here but maybe they exist in, in other places uh, but then you, you see people um, whose profile—one of their pr- pictures—is is them wearing a mask. So that, that's become yeah, more popular. Yeah, too. I've seen that. Um, and I think there sort of was a a rush, like in the early months, where people who previously hadn't been active on the apps or hadn't maybe even downloaded it before got on. So there right. was like a bit of a flood of like more activity because everyone was just home on their phones. That's let up a little. Um, but a lot of people, I think I got more messages like in March and April than I do now or did before then <laughs> because yeah. everyone's just at home. Like, who can I message? Yeah. Talk to uh, me? Yeah. Nothing, like, we're all stuck, stuck at home. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, it, you know, the, uh, the current trajectory of the virus is like, this is going to continue until we get, some, you know, this altered way of living is going to continue until there's the, uh, a vaccine that can be widely, um, administered. So, I, I think this is the new normal for now. And, um, 
And yeah, like I said, although, you know, the, the normal places, at least in parts of the country that have been really affected, the normal places where people like get together are, are closed for now. And so yeah, the, the, I think it's, this is gonna, this is gonna continue. I actually wonder if, are they like, you know, doing boom, like boom times at, at Bumble or something with subscriptions or, or however exactly they, they make money if this is like their, you know, their best time ever. Maybe. <laughs> um, do you, okay. Do you have any advice for someone who is like new to the world of online dating apps um, for them to like have a better experience? Or would you just say don't even <laughs> to, to run away? <laughs> um, I think it helps to look at it as like a supplement rather than like the main um, event sort of like just because you have an app, like still talk to people at work, talk to people you, you know, you see multiple times regularly around. Um, I don't think I'm the best person to give advice. I obviously have am still on the apps. Um, I think my advice to guys looking for girls would be, um, tell us about yourself um, in words. <laughs> not, not, not emojis. <laughs> not emojis. Not just a picture of you by your motorcycle, which I'm sure goes very fast. Um, <laughs> but, like, tell us about yourself in words. Um, that would be nice. Ask us questions. Please ask us questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I think that's all my advice or thoughts, really. Um, what about you, having only been part of swipe life and not <laughs> email life? Are you how's how are you finding it? Well, it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I I can't remember if I said this in the, in the previous episode, but like, um, you know, when my uh, marriage ended, and I was like, well, I've been you know like off the market for a very long time, and this there's this totally different world from anything I ever experienced. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like worried about like how this works, and it seems to all be about like you know selfies of like beautiful people and, and stuff like that, or like rock hard ads or something. But um, I mean, the thing that I realized quickly was like a lot of it is just instant messaging, and I've been instant messaging since I was like 14 years old when we got into yeah. online. And mm-hmm. so I'm actually, I'm pretty good at instant messaging. So, you know, I don't, I don't have a cool motorcycle that goes really fast or <laughs> six pack abs, but, I, but I think I, you know, I can like be clever. And actually one of the things that a very common phrase that women around here want is a uh, witty banter. Do you, do you ever see ah, that? I don't. I love me some witty banter though. It's great. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, <laughs> that's like something they're looking for. It's like, they're looking for witty banter. I mean, so it's like, I'm a, I'm a Pam looking for my gym and like, I'm, I'm looking for oh, witty banter. Geez. Um, th- those are both very common. And yeah, so that's, that's sort of me, you know, well, at least in, in that part of it, obviously, you know, going when you actually meet with someone, it's a, it's kind of, yeah, yeah it's a different thing. And also it's more like it, it's been for, you know, hundreds of years or <laughs> whatever. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before we no, wrap up? No, I think that's it. Okay, so you, I mean, do you want to plug your, um, plug, your Twitter handle? Plug my Twitter account that has an entire, like, 15 followers. Yes, <laughs> it's at L.E. Goldberg, the letter L, the letter E, and the most Jewish last name ever. Um, <laughs> uh, I post random thoughts. I mean, really, it's mostly... Uh, random thoughts that sometimes my brother or sister will like. And I do write. I just don't write to the degree that I would ever have anything published. 
um, and come to Utah and go skiing. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for suggesting this, this topic and coming on and talking about, you know, your personal life uh, and other things that, you know, maybe not everyone wants to discuss on a podcast, a video podcast, nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, do you want do you want like singles from the Salt Lake City area sliding into your DMs or 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 not right now? <laughs> if that happened, I would be so surprised <laughs> because I can't imagine I'll get that many viewers from this area, mm-hmm. um, let alone viewers who want to slide into my DMs. But we'll see what happens. I'm not gonna like close them, so DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, mine are mine are open too. People are people are not sliding. I've, I've been joking about this on Twitter that people are not sliding into my DMs. Um, but uh, you know, feel free um, well, for, for whatever. Yeah, reason. I, I do see people. You know, apparently people meet people on Twitter. I don't really know how because I have no followers. But it could happen for either of us. Yeah, Twitter Twitter <laughs> it, it has a dating app kind of um, aspect to it, and um, actually, there's this there's this funny podcast um that is it's like a dating and relationship podcast called seek treatment that's with two brooklyn comedians and it's early on they were saying that um instagram dms are the new dating apps like the real Mm -hmm. action happens in instagram dms like dating apps are dead um you know the cool kids are just (laughs) direct messaging each other on instagram so maybe you get an instagram too if you want if you want people sliding in there it's gonna be all cat pictures (laughs) (laughs) you can't be a 30-something woman with two cats and not um, open yourself up to a lot of stereotyping. So mm-hmm. right. that's why I'm staying away from Instagram. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, uh, people can find me on Twitter at uh, REACW, and that's actually my Instagram also, if you want to see my Instagram. But mostly these days, it's, it's photos of, like, flowers and um, other things I see walking around. <laughs> Um, but slide on in if you want to chat. We got, we all have some free time these days. Um, okay. So Laura, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you to our viewers and listeners and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for having me.